Today's quote is, but for the future reference, I'm not going anywhere. Period. Ooh, that's right. Period. Period. You said that so quickly, dude. She's like, period. <laughs> well, you want to say, okay, when we say we got a special guest. We have a special guest. We do guest. have a special guest, but, but let's just wait until their special guest comes on so everyone can see who the special <laughs> guest is. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are we all? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm super well. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, thank you. All right. So, I, as soon as I can see all spaces. So normally we would get our our guests to introduce themselves, but I really don't think that you need to be introduced. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll introduce ourselves to you, so you kind of know who is who. I'm Love Robin. It. Hi, Robin. I'm Elijah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say your name again. You cut. Okay, you cut. I interrupt. I cut. I cut you off. Oh, I'm not. Not. I'm, I'm Arlon. Oh. Okay. You go. You go. You go. I'm Izzy. Izzy. Mm-hmm. I'm Arlon. Arlon. I'm Veet. Veet. And I'm Sam. Sam. Awesome. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming nice, on. Uh, Nice, nice sweatshirt there, Izzy. Oh, <laughs> you know, gotta rep, gotta rep it somewhere. As you should. Yep. I'm sad. Mine hasn't come yet. It's stuck in like customs or something. I don't know. That's our our times right now. Everything's getting lost in the mail or or delayed in the mail. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sad. I want I want my my sweater. It'll be but there before too long. Well, it's been a month. <laughs> so. So a month and a day, that's not that long. Yeah. You know, I've already waited this long. Why not why not wait longer? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It'll be worth it when it comes. So <laughs> All right. Well, uh is you're starting us off, right? Oh, yep. Um, so how did you get into acting? Uh well, I started acting in uh oh gosh, fifth or sixth grade, I guess. because uh, I was homeschooled growing up. And we would have, uh, there was a theater summer camp that lasted a week long. And so we would show up on Monday and audition pretty much. And then we'd get our roles on Tuesday, work on it throughout the week, and then perform for mostly just our parents on Friday. Um, And so I started doing that every summer because my sisters did it and I thought it sounded fun. And so I did that every summer growing up just because it was like a fun thing. I didn't plan on being an actor or anything. Uh, but then when I was um, 16, I think, I took a, a improv comedy class and uh, the leader of the class said, hey, you're pretty good. Do you want to join my improv team? And I said, sure. And I joined that. 
and he's a professional actor. And so I was like, oh, that's when it clicked to me. I was like, wait, you can do that? And so I, uh, uh, he told me who his agency was. It's an agent in Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, close to where I live. And I auditioned for them. And that's still the agent I have now. Some, gosh, seven years later, almost, almost seven, I think. Yeah, I think I'm in my seventh year. So wow. I started just doing doing theater as a kid, and then that that was that was kind of it. You got bit. I got bit. Yeah, no, yeah. I did. I, I loved it, and I was not great at back then. <laughs> There's still because that theater company is still around in some form or another. It changed names, and there's there's some different people. But there was one, we did one production of The Hobbit way back when, when I only read my lines until the last night when I decided to read the whole play, not knowing <laughs> we had changed something. And so come performance time, and we had changed something, and so I start like improvising because I'm thinking, no, no, these guys have got it wrong. I'm going to fix this show. <laughs> and it went horribly wrong, but somehow we got back on track. And so every summer I go and help out this theater company, either with like accent work or, or you know, acting coaching or whatever. And they ask me to tell that story on why it's important to read the script first and pay attention to uh, what, what everyone else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be why you're so good at improv, though. That, no, yeah, that's, I, I, that's where I started early on, is I was like, oh, I'll fix this. And I just started coming up with stuff. It was awful. It was so, I, I remember, like, going backstage after that scene and seeing my directors just, like, pulling their hair, like, what was that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> just pulled it from somewhere. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was there like a show or a movie that made you want to become like you were like wow this is why I want to become an actor or was um I don't know so I've always liked movies and tv shows but I never like I said I never put together that I could do that you mm -hmm. know like when I, I remember one of the shows I loved and still love was Lost and yes, so I watched good. I watched Lost so much, and you know now I'm thinking I would love to be on Lost or on a show like Lost, like just a great ensemble cast and great writers and all this stuff. But back then it never clicked with. I never had that thought of man, I want to be on this. Um, but I guess I do have a, a sort of an answer um, when it was announced that they were making another Star Wars movie back before The Force Awakens came out. There was a, I had already been acting for a few years at this point, but there was a picture of like, not the table read, but some sort of meeting with like J.J. Abrams and Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, like all of the old cast and all of the new cast sitting around and like just talking to each other. And I saw that picture and I was just like, I wanna be one of those people. Like I so wish I could be one of those people. And so that, that, was, that was something when I was, uh, to quote Hamilton, like I wanted to be in the room where it happens. And, and uh, 
that was a big kind of spark for me when I, I started, mean, I guess, be, taking it more seriously. To be in a Star Wars movie would be like amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that that would be, and and you know what's either great or awful, depending on what kind of Star Wars fan you are, is they're still making them. You know, we're done with the Star Wars saga, but like we're getting the Obi-Wan movie, of course, Mandalorian still out. So there is still time for, for people to be able to put their name on the Star Wars universe. Are they uh, filming in your area that you could, you know, get your foot in that door? Or? Um, I don't know. I don't know where. I never heard where they filmed those movies. At. I, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I know like. Keep it under wraps really good. Yeah, I think most of them film over in the UK, at least like the Star Wars, like uh, of the Skywalker saga filmed in the UK and probably a lot in LA as well. Um, But, uh, you know, as far as Mandalorian goes, I don't know, that might be LA as well. I just need to start emailing Jon Favreau every day. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Persistence is key. Exactly. Either the persistence will either get me on the show or like get me to never work with John Favreau in my life. Either way, I'm willing to roll the dice. Yeah, <laughs> take that chance. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what was the first production you worked on? Um, first, pro- well, so the first like thing, like movie, like feature film. Uh, was this movie Fist Fight um, with uh, uh, Ice Cube and Charlie Day that came out in like 2018, I think, or uh, I guess somewhere around there, maybe. Um, and, uh, or 2016, I don't know. But that was like the first time I was on camera in a feature, in a, a, a feature film. And initially, I funny story about that, initially, um, you know, I had been, I had auditioned several, several times for like the lead high schooler. I was playing a high school student and I had auditioned several times for the lead high schooler, but I ended up getting a smaller part. And I found out later it was because I was too tall. And I was, and and I remember I got a sense of relief from that because I was like, okay, at least it's because I was too tall. And they were like, yeah, we wanted you, but you just sucked. So (laughs) glad it was something outside (laughs) of my hands. Nothing um, you could control about that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, I couldn't have... I could have done the perfect audition and that wouldn't have changed it because it was out of my hands. Um, but initially, I didn't have a line. It's just some reaction shots of, on my face of what's going on. But Ice Cube started improvising and, like, he pointed at me and I just had to respond. <laughs> and... Like when they called cut, like the AD came out and he was like, were you supposed to say that? And I was like, no, he just pointed at me. And he was like, all right, well, I guess you have a line now. And I was like, okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was the first big thing. But I, I love talk because that's not where I started. You know, I, 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 when I first signed with my agent, I did a, a, a student film as so many people start out doing. And, and I still do student films. Because uh, I have a friend in film school, and and so I help him out with any projects that he has, and um, it's a great way of just getting experience on set and working with a camera and stuff like that. But I remember um, kind of tying into like uh, uh, your your last question, Izzy. Um, 
being on set that first time for this student film. And again, it was like eight minutes long. It wasn't a big, it wasn't glamorous, but it was at this college. And I remember at one point I was sitting in this living room where they were, where we were filming and like the director was talking to one of the actors and I was talking with a couple of my other actors. They were moving the camera around. Some guys were setting up lights and just all of this stuff was happening. And I remember so vividly still to this day in that moment, just thinking like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I just felt this energy from all of these moving parts all working towards one creative end that I was like, okay, here's, here's, here's this. And, um, and you know, that was, yeah, that was, I got that a few months after I signed with my agent and actually I'm still friends with the director of that, Mike Brown. I was just texting him the other night for all, uh, for, for whatever reason it came up. Um, and you know, that's just another one of the great things is like, I'm still friends with some of these people that I did short films or student films with some seven years ago. And whether it's for like networking purposes, like, Oh, maybe we can work together in the future. I don't, I don't care about networking. I just like people that I like. And you know, if they want to work with me again, cool. But I just like having friends. Yeah. What I've learned about it. Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a film student actually. I'm uh, I'm going to, I want to, I'm doing sound work. I do a lot of sound work. Nice. And I've, what I've learned about this, because I've also done a lot of short films, um, I'm branching out. I just got actually my first one through Atlanta, like somebody in Atlanta. I got a, uh, an editing job for that. Nice. Um, what I've learned about it is connections is key. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get, like, once you work with somebody, don't ever forget that person because that, you know, the more you pile up, the better, you know, the chances and everything. Yeah. And that's incredible. But yeah. And and that's what's funny because when I first signed, you know, I had I had some theater experience. I'd never been on like set or done movies or whatever. And my agent told me that. She was like, networking is is key. You've got to network. And I remember thinking I was 17 years old and I was like, what do I gotta get a LinkedIn? Like what is what is networking really? But networking is like showing up on time, remembering someone's name being a decent human being. Like if you can do those three things, then you've got a network connection. You know, it's not, it's not as like technical or difficult. It's just generally be a nice person and, and you'll make connections. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Let's do, if you could work with anybody, who would it be? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody, I'm getting, somebody that I haven't worked with. Is it someone that I haven't worked with before? Yeah. Well, it could okay. be either, yeah. either, whichever one. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I love, uh, um, I would love to work on anything she's doing. Um, America Young, who directed, uh, episode 10, which was my big fairy episode. And she's just an incredible person, incredible director. Anytime I get a chance to work with her, I would love to. But as far as people that I haven't worked with, I mean, I'm a huge fan of like Christopher Nolan. Like he does super yeah. crazy, just yeah. fun movies. And I like having fun. Um, but as far as like an actor working opposite, um, I, 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 oh gosh, I don't know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's incredibly <laughs> talented. Oh yeah, yeah. He would, that would it be is. a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he's incredibly talented, a, a really, a, seems like a really genuine person and, and likes, you know, art and creativity. Um, him and a weird pairing with him 
just because I love the movie 50-50 is Seth Rogen as well. <laughs> I would love, because he's, he's hilarious in all of his comedies. He's so funny. But he also, when he's had serious roles, like in 50-50 or Steve Jobs, like he's just an incredible dramatic actor. And so having that ability of like being absolutely hysterical and then also being able to be very serious and dramatic, I would love to just work with him and just like watch him. Just be like, no, I'll just sit here and you know, you do you. So there's, I mean, so I want to work with everyone, but probably Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen. Both great choices. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone starting out in the industry? Yeah, no, I get that. I get asked that a lot, especially when Legacies, when when my character on Legacy started um, taking off, I would get a lot, and I still get a lot of people DMing me um, asking just that very same question. And uh, the advice I always get is um, get an agent and get acting classes. And, you know, get an agent. Rule of thumb is if you have to pay your agent, they're not a real agent. You know, they, they should take, you know, 10%, 15%, 20%, however much off of the roles that you get. So if someone says like, oh, I'll represent you, just pay me $150. And I'll be like, no, don't do that look up reputable agents somewhere in your area. Even if you're in like a small town, find the nearest big town that has an agency. Um, And then acting classes, take as many classes as you can. Um, Everything helps, you know, whether it's like accents and dialect work or how to audition well, or just how to, you know, draw from reading a script um, and anything like that kind of helps it doesn't need to be like you only take classes where you do comedy or whatever um and I guess along with that like improv is fantastic uh I I I do give a lot of credit to uh how much improv experience I have because even though obviously like particularly on this show we're reading from a script like we can't just completely go off book but that helps helps you tap into your emotions well on the fly. You might feel something when you deliver a line one way and then realize in a different way it's something else. And improv helped me a lot with that. So that's always what I tell people is find a good, find a reputable agent and take as many classes as you can. And I guess if you can't take classes, just set your phone on the bookshelf and make a stupid movie you know like we me and me and my my buddy joe who is in film school you know he has assignments to make movies every week and i do that because that keeps me doing something you know especially during quarantine when i'm not able to film or go into an in-person class you know i'm still just able to do do something you know just kind of get going with it so that's that's always what I tell people, and it's it's gotten me where I am so far. So I I, I think it it works enough. I think I remember someone else saying the same thing about like um, filming yourself or just like reading scripts or something just to mm. keep yourself. I I think it was during it, the tea with Karen with Danielle. I think Danielle said that that's what she did as well. Yeah, but no, I mean, absolutely. I've watched so many things since then, so I can't be <laughs> sure if it was, but. Yeah. Uh, 
And retroactively to answer, just because T with Karen reminded me, anytime I can work with Karen, absolutely 100%. She's one of my favorite human beings on the planet. She seems so sweet. I, I love Karen. Karen and that's, like, she's adorable. That's yeah. the best thing is you watch T with Karen or any of her like cameos or whatever. And then as soon as the camera cuts, she's that same person. It's It's not like... She doesn't do up the kind, it's, that's just her. She's just, she's absolutely wonderful. I want to do Tea with Karen here on the podcast. Like, oh <laughs> gosh. That would be so much fun. That would be fantastic. So since it's key, I guess. Robin? I know, I, I, I just got to keep reaching out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I these questions happen, are, guys. <laughs> oh, okay, um, these questions are legacy related. Um, the first question is, how did you hear slash audition for Legacies? Uh, I, I got this one through my agent. And actually, interesting thing, I originally auditioned for season one. Um, and But that was, you know, gosh, two years ago now that I first auditioned for it. And, you know, did the tape and didn't really, just kind of forgot about it. That's what you have to do when you audition for something is just put it out of your mind because if you think about it and think about it and think about it, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And so I had auditioned for it a year before and then I got another audition and I, I hadn't heard of the show. I, I of course heard of uh, Vampire Diaries cause it was huge and all of my friends watched it um, uh, growing up back when it was on um, and, and the originals as well. But I remember <laughs> I was, I got the audition and I was going to tape it with my acting coach and I just searched in my email. I was like, have I worked with this casting director before? And the two emails that came up were that audition and then the same one for season one. Um, but back then they had way different plans for Wade. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be like MG's roommate and it was just going to kind of be this different thing. Um, but yeah, I, I got it from my agent and I remember, uh, I'm trying to think of what I was doing, like, because it was this time last year that I started filming. It was like last month, I think, a year ago last month. Um, and so, yeah, I went in and, and we had actually, my, my same friend Joe taped me here. We tried to do a self-tape, but I just didn't like how it was turning out. And so I called my acting coach and I was like, hey, can you, can you tape me real quick? And he said, yeah, sure. So I drove out to Raleigh and he taped me. And I, I was like, yeah, that, that felt pretty good. And then, you know, that was it. They were like, hey, my agent was like, hey, you booked that, uh, that vampire show. I was like, oh, cool. I should probably watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally, because I, I, if I remember correctly, it was really quick turnaround. Like, you know, I booked it on, like, I think I auditioned on a Tuesday and I booked it on Thursday and I had to be there on Monday or something or no, I had to be there on Friday. Like the next day it was super, oh, super, super quick. Um, Cause I had to be there on Friday for a fitting. I remember that. And so over that weekend, before we started filming, I binge watched the first season in my hotel room. Cause I was like, okay, who's what's going on? Who's this? And so it was really funny, like binge watching this first season and then showing up the next day and I'm like, oh, you're Caleb. Oh, you're, I just met all of you people. <laughs> but because apparently they had been trying to write Wade into the show for a long time, like they all knew 
wait. And so I remember, you know, like I, I go in and they show me like what, what room I was going to be in and all this stuff. And I like step out to go to my car or something. And Chris Lee is sitting there, you know, Caleb. And he's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? And he was like, are you, you know, are you one of the cast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing Wade. And he was like, oh, yeah, Wade. Okay, sweet. We're glad you're finally on the show. And I was like, uh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what he was talking about. I would be so starstruck, like watching the whole first season and then stepping on set and like seeing them all in front of you. I would just be oh, like, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. It was weird. It was weird, man. You know, and that's, and that happens every time with like anyone that I see. Cause I, I remember in, in fist fight, you know, I, I worked with Charlie Day and, and Ice Cube and I'd seen uh, um, um, both of them in, in, in movies or TV shows before. But then seeing them in person, it's like a different thing. Whenever you see someone that you've only seen through a screen before, it's just not unsettling, but definitely, yeah, like you're, you get starstruck. <laughs> the next question is, what were you thinking when you got the road of Wade? Uh, I, was, I was ecstatic. Um, and uh you know like i said i was it was super quick turnaround like that night oh gosh i wish i could probably go back into my texts and emails because you know it was like i i heard about it late on thursday they were like hey we've got you've got this we need you here like tomorrow and i was like crap do they know i'm all the way in north carolina like it's like six and a half hours away and so I was deciding between like, do I drive down there now? Do I like just try to wake up at like 1 a.m. and get there or something? And so it started as like kind of this like almost panic, but in a good way. I was like, I'm going to work, but when am I going to get down there? And yeah, being because the first scene that we filmed, that was, I guess, episode three of season two. And so it was the, the football game. And so we were on the football field that day and boy, it was, it, it was still shocking, I guess. Um, and especially because everything I had done up until this point, except for like a few student films and such, I was just a day player on, you know, like fist fight. I was in one scene. So I only filmed like three days. I did a show called Miracle Workers. I was only in one scene of that. Um, and I did a, another show that I actually, I got cut out of, but I only did one scene. And so it was just the fact that I was in more than one scene for a thing was crazy to me. I was like, hold on, I'm going to be here and then we're going to film again three days later and it's the next scene, what? Let alone me being in the next two episodes and then let alone me getting an episode you know, for myself and then carrying this kind of character's arc was completely new territory territory for me. And it, it was, I, I felt grateful every minute. Um, and I would tell my co-stars and, and the other crew members that I treated every day like it was going to be my last day on set. And they would always say, oh, no, don't say that. You'll be back. And I'm like, no, I, I know I'm going to I'm on the call sheet for tomorrow. Obviously, I know I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but it allowed me to enjoy 
like every day so much more that I was just like, this, this always could be it. And so, yeah, just playing a character that also I related to so much people ask like, is it difficult playing Wade? I'm like, no, just cut to me like eight years ago. And that's Wade, <laughs> except without the wings. Um, but like, it was, it was being able to play a character that was so much like, you know, what I was like and still what I am like, um, being cast of that, I, I just, I feel super grateful and, and super, super fortunate for it. I remember when, when you first came on and I followed you on Instagram and you were doing your like puzzle, you know, putting <laughs> together like lives or whatever, or like stories or something. And I was yep. like, I really <laughs> like this character. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I really, really hope that we continue to see him because he is so fun. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I warn people every time whenever I'm doing puzzles is I'm like, hey, if you're following like when we're filming, I'm like, if you're following me for behind the scenes legacies, like that's, this ain't it, chief. You know, we're just doing puzzles here. <laughs> we don't know that show. <laughs> all the puzzles. No behind the scenes tease. Yeah. I don't know, I liked the whole puzzle. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Like, that's, really and that's what surprised me the most is I was just like, oh yeah, this is fun. You know, I'll just record myself doing puzzles. And then I was, like inundated with messages of people being like, when are you doing the next puzzle? And I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I also watched your live where you're cooking lasagna. Yes, yeah. That, no, those you were- gotta I need, do what you gotta do. I need yeah. to do more of those. That was super fun. That was a do, lot of fun. And, and yeah. also like, it inspires me to like cook here instead of just, you know, order takeout or whatever. So I can prove that I'm at least, taking care of myself somehow it's all for my mom just so my mom knows i'm eating <laughs> well you know you'll have a viewer in me so you know, I'm gotcha. if i only have the one then i know i've yeah. got you <laughs> yeah okay the next question is can you share a funny story on set oh gosh oh um yeah uh <laughs> um well, yeah, so here's, the, it's, the cast, everyone's so weird, and it's great. Um, <laughs> you know, you'll have, like, Quincy and Kaylee just start, like, doing judo or something. Um, like, they'll just, we'll be, like, doing an outdoor scene or whatever, and they just start sparring. Um, Chris and, and Ben Levin and Quincy, you know, are all rappers and very musically talented. So we'll do, they'll just have like impromptu freestyles. We have, uh, Olive and I talked about, or Olivia and I talked about it in um, our tea with Karen, but we have a video from an episode that hasn't aired yet where we're all just, we're in the like holding room or whatever, but it's just of Quincy and Chris and Ben just freestyle rapping about uh, one of the the PAs, one of the production assistants who was standing there. And it was really good. And we were like, what? how are you this talented? Um, but I, I think I remember the first time that I was like, oh, this is a different show, was I was leaving set one day. And I think we had just finished an episode. Um, and the next one was the, uh, I can't remember the episode number, but it was uh, the one where um, Hope and Lizzie get trapped in the, the labyrinth. Episode five. Episode five. Um, 
And so it was, so we were filming episode four and I was like leaving. I think I was about to like drive back to North Carolina or something. And I looked down the hallway and just standing at the end of the hallway is the Minotaur. <laughs> like just full costume, the Minotaur is standing there. And I was just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and one of the one of the guys that works in production, Bruno Bruner was just standing there and he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? And I'm like, no, yeah, that's that's crazy. I told him that's the first monster I've seen. And he said, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure your time is coming up. And I was like, my, t- my time? <laughs> my time is a monster? What are you talking about? And he said, no, like, I think you have a few scenes with Santa Claus in the Christmas episode. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are we still talking about monsters? <laughs> and, and as it turns out, I, I didn't end up being in the Christmas episode, but I just remember, I think you have a few scenes with Santa Claus. Um, you talk about monsters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh gosh, um, something, this still cracks me up. Every time, every time I'm around him, I ask him to do it, but Reznor, who plays um, Pedro, who's yeah. the, the, just the freaking coolest kid, does the best Donald Duck impersonation. It's wild and it's very random, but someone, I don't know who, but everyone ended up hating it, got us those like stretchy, small rubber chickens that you like put on your finger and you pull back and it like flies across the room. And he would just take his chicken and he'd just be like, hey, look, and just do the best Donald Duck and like wave it around. And I no. literally just, whenever I was with him, I would, and someone came up, I'm like, dude, do your Donald Duck. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. But there's, I mean, there's countless. It's, it's always, always super entertaining work. And that's what's great is, you know, people ask me like, who's my favorite person? on the show to work with and it's like I don't I don't know they're all just really cool people cast and crew the crew like it it sucks that we're not filming what we're filming because everyone in the crew gets into it you know all our stunt team the camera ops like it's it's just it's super super they're a great group of people again I'm just so grateful to be able to work with actual nice people and you work with so many of the main cast too, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that was weird. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I've gotten to work with. I think, I think I've done a scene with everyone now. Yeah, I want to say, or, or at least I've like been in the presence of everyone. Um, and you know, obviously working with some of the uh, you know smaller, more my size characters. You know, not the not the leads. Um, everyone just kind of knows that we're just there to have a good time, but also like get get stuff done. You know, we have a job to do. That would be so fun. It's, it's yeah. like we've talked to a few of um uh, the core background actors, mm-hmm. and um, even just like the stories that they say, and they say that it's just like so much fun, and it's such a family, and it's such a warm atmosphere. Like yeah. it, it would be amazing. Yeah, no, it's 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 really great, especially because um, yeah, like you said, we have a lot of because we're a school, we're a high school, so we ask you know the the same students come come back to to um, perform, and 
yeah, you, you get to know them as well. And, and it, it really, yeah, it's like as cheesy as it is, you know, we're all a family, but no, it does, it does certainly feel that way at times. Well, no, I, I mean, we understand. I mean, I would say our podcast is a family. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it's understandable. Yeah. No, it just happens. I, uh, in putting it in a, in a more, um, I guess, platonic way, something my dad would always say is uh, you don't choose who you fall in love with. You choose who you spend your time with. And yeah. so if you just spend all your time with, with the same group of people, and, you know, you all have the right attitude because obviously, you know, I can spend time with someone if they're, you know, if they suck, then I don't like them. But <laughs> if everyone's coming in with like the right attitude and, and, you know, just kind of a positive energy, then no, that happens. And when you work with somebody like, like that long of a, like, especially during a day, like that many hours, you can't help but be close with, you know, the people that you're around. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah especially doing like outdoor night shoots, you know, when we're there from like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or something crazy like that. Like, yeah, you kind of bond over that group tiredness. (laughs) Y'all huddle together for warmth. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of that. (laughs) Um, The next question is, what's your favorite episodes? What's your favorite episode on Legacies? Favorite episode? Oh, um, oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, I, I loved episode 10. I love Muppet Babies. You know, that was, that was so great. That was, um, you know, my first time really kind of carrying an arc. And, and I got to wear my fairy wings for the first time, which are you kidding? Those were so cool. They were cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love those. But, uh, you know, that's kind of up there with... Um, I guess uh, 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 the what Cupid problem. I loved the the Cupid episode as well, um, particularly because uh, my parents got to come down. I'm sorry. Just because you were puking glitter. (laughs) Yes, I did do that. You're right. Um, No, it's it was that was a lot of fun. I loved all of my scenes with with Aria, uh, Landon on the show, Um, and. Uh, we, my, my parents got to come down for, uh, I think they were there for one day when we were filming the scene with Cupid in the bar. And so that was like the perfect day for them to come down because they got to see like everything, you know, there was dialogue and there was action and there was stunts and there was this guy on a giant harness. Um, and that was, that was just super fun to do. Um. Uh, you know, and even though, because that that one that was uh, that missed most of the principal cast, um, except for Hope and Landon, and uh, yeah, we just had a lot of fun in that bar, or at least I did. I don't know if everyone else did, but I did. Um, and I have this great picture. I might, I might have to send it to someone. I think I can share it since that episode's aired. But my parents uh, uh, talked when when they were sitting behind, you know, the monitors watching. They talked with the stunt coordinator, Jeremy, a lot. And Jeremy's great. And he's the guy laying on top of the bar that Cupid is eating his heart. You know, that was Jeremy. Oh, wow. And he did, he's done all, like, he's one of the stunt coordinators and he's a stunt stand-in for a lot. Uh, and he's been with the show since Vampire Diaries. And so he was talking with my parents a lot in between 
takes, you know, they, they got to talking a lot. And I have this great picture of my mom and dad just sitting down talking to Jeremy and Jeremy's just covered in blood, like just <laughs> running down his chest. And he is like this gash right here. <laughs> it's so, it's so great. So yeah, I think. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm going to try. If I can, I'll post that to Twitter later. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's so funny. Uh, so yeah, I had a great time on that episode. Um, and and again, just with my attitude of pretending like every day is my last day, like I love every day, even though there were definitely some more difficult than the long nights are rough and, and you know, stuff like that. But that's, that's just all kind of part of it. Episode 11 is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The, the scooter, the scooter, uh, were they electric or were they, did you guys have to push them? <laughs> it looked like it was like half like yeah, like electric. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> they were electric. They were electric scooters that we got to go down on. But, you know, I weigh twice, uh, probably twice as much as Arya or PJ, the, the other actor that was with us that played Drusilla. And so <laughs> before that shot of us scooting down, we did one take where like I'm going full throttle and they're going full throttle. But since I'm heavier, their scooters are going like faster than mine. And so they're kind of like leaving me behind. So what we did is before they called action, I started further back on the hill. And so I got up to speed so that when they called action, we were all going together. And I don't know if you can see it as much, but I'm like frantically pedaling to try and keep up. That's why I asked. I was like, he's back there, but I was like, okay. And I thought (laughs) like, no, that's that's also like, let's just put that into Wade's character. Like, no, he's trying to get there quick. Like, he's passionate. (laughs) I I would have loved to see like their reaction to like seeing the script for that and be like, okay, you guys are going to ride in on scooters. (laughs) Oh, it was so cool. I was so excited. Here's the funny, here's a, a, a little inside baseball. That was considered a stunt. So I had to be like the, the stunt team had to okay me for riding the scooter, which just involved me like riding the scooter back and forth and like turning in the where in the warehouse we were filming in. And so they were just like, okay, he can ride a scooter. You know, it's not that's how much like care goes into this. Is since they are technically, I guess, dangerous, you know, if you fall, you can scrape your face up or whatever. But no, I was I, I remember seeing that. I was like, sweet scooters. And I was riding them in between takes, and I may have been the reason that the actors weren't allowed to ride them in between takes anymore. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. You're having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. Unless I'm like the type of person to pinpoint things I see. Like some people like not see it, but then I'll see it. Like when I always use this example. I use this example a few times. Uh, the the boxing ring, when Hope does like the flip, I guess Danielle's stunt double was wearing flat shoes, and when she landed, <laughs> Hope was wearing heels. And I pointed that out, and they're like, "How do you see that?" I'm like, "I yeah. guess I just see things." You just yeah, <laughs> you just kind of you got that eye, that eagle eye. When it's your job, that's what you're learning to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Okay, the next question is, what's your favorite monster on Legacies? Uh, Monster. Um, Again, I hate to default to my episode, but I love the Kareen just because he was super creepy. 
and it was super difficult or I'll say it was nice for me because I got to react to him. But you know, you realize when he's walking around and no one can see him, everyone can see him. All of the actors can see this like creepy ass <laughs> dude like walking around. They just have to nod. And so I got off lucky of being like, dude, what the hell is that? Um, I loved him. I loved the Minotaur. Uh, I, I will say just as a, a little taste for, for when we start filming, probably my favorite monster is one that hasn't shown up yet. Um, just as, I know, I know. So there you go. Hey, we need to see those. Yeah, so We're so starved for, for like... Like yeah. something, we just, I know, but I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. We'll be okay. No, yeah. so this is talking to you is something like, um, you know, we, we say this with with other guests too. Is like the whole reason we did the podcast is because there really is nothing right now during this this quarantine and, and through COVID and everything, and yeah. um, so we really wanted to kind of keep the fandom alive and, and provide some content and stuff while we were kind of waiting for the new episodes to, to come yeah, on. I love so. it. No, yeah, I love it. That's, you know, I love my buddy, Joe, again. Um, when my episodes started going out, he went out on Reddit and just specifically started posting about Wade. Like, all he did was make, and he made several, um, uh, like, photoshops with me in it of, of, hysterical stuff that I guess I need to share on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, but no, I, and, and I would get in on those comment sections. I love reading like, you know, stuff when they're talking about like whatever episode and they're just like, yeah, Wade kind of sucks. And I'm like, true. Um, <laughs> that was the first, that was, I think the first tweet after my episode, after uh, episode three came out, the first one, when I showed up, someone was like, you know, God, Wade's the worst. And I retweeted it and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Way to clap back. Like, you're right. I mean, we're, we're, we're right. all Wade fans here. Yeah. yeah. And we it. were Wade fans before you even came on. So no, no, we're not just it. saying that for you. We're all yeah. Wade fans. No, we've I, actually, I, the last few episodes, we've actually talked about how we wanted to talk to you. You're like, oh, we really need to get him on. We really need to talk to him. Well, I'm, I'm so. more than happy to be here now. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Um, the next question is, if you could have any monster on the show, who would it be? Gosh. Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. Um, I don't We've We've had so many. I feel like any monster that I say, we will have had one already. Um, <laughs> honestly, I want Dracula. Like, straight up Dracula. Obviously, we have vampires already, but I want, like, a count with a cloak who's, like, a deadly, like, you know, he's like a, a um, oh, shoot, what's it called? A, a ripper. Like, some something like that to show up on Legacies. Um or you know, go in uh, classic like a Frankenstein. Oh, um, still Halloween episode. Monster. Yeah, oh. let's do a Halloween episode. Um, right, having a Dracula would be really fun to have him, him interact with MG. Yeah, because no, MG absolutely. has that like 
Caleb too. Would be 109. That would be perfect. MG had that like essay in 109 about Dracula. So that would be like a lot of fun to see that interaction. Have them straight up show up. Yeah. That was no, yeah. We like for a Halloween episode or something, we just need like the classic universal movie monsters like Dracula, the mummy, um, Frankenstein. Uh, a, a freaking creature from the Black Lagoon, like they all just show up, because then we can have a lot of meta commentary of like, wasn't this like a movie? It's so cool I, um, have an episode like where it's like, for some reason, somebody's like hallucinating something throughout the episode, and it's like all these weird monsters from like, like Halloween monsters come out, and it's like, why is this person this way? Why is that person that way? It would be that'd be no, absolutely, yeah. Like, um, oh shoot, what was um, I almost, I kind of want to say it was, uh, the movie Halloween Town, but it was something, someone's got to help me out, where, uh, it's Halloween and there's, like, a curse and everyone turns into the costume that they're wearing. Buffy. Yeah, that's yeah. Halloween Town, too. Was that Halloween Town, too? Calabar's yeah. Revenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. That, I want that. Like, it's Halloween, everyone decides to, and so you would have, like, MG decide to dress up like a witch or whatever, and then he is suddenly now a witch and stuff like that. That would be really cool. I'd be down for that. that. Would, oh, I, I would be down for that too. That would be a fun episode. That would be great. Let's push it. We, um, <laughs> the girls, really I know that uh, Kaylee and Danielle and that said they wanted a siren. And so we thought that, or like a mermaid, but we thought it would be fun if they kind of flipped it and made it a male who lured the females rather than a female who made, lured the males. And then the males of the show would have to like, rescue the girls and save the day somehow nice. so like, imagining like landon and and like and and wade and mg and caleb and and jed like all trying to like figure out how to defeat the siren that's yeah that's like a kind of a reversal because yeah the whole like and also it's just a trope of like oh the men are being sucked in by some seductress but like no have it have it be flipped or i dig that and I want it to be revealed at the end that that male siren is uh, Sebastian, just because I miss working with Thomas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Or like he's a new student of the school or something, so now you have a siren in the school. Well. Right. <laughs> Everybody's oh. coming to this school. This shows up. <laughs> hey, well, the whole world is opened up for legacy, right? So yeah. yeah. Anybody can come in at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm down with that male siren. The next one is, can we talk about Wade and Landon's and how amazing their friendship is? <laughs> you know? This, this Absolutely. This is a specific question from Vic, because she loves yeah. Landon's yeah, friendship. friendship. <laughs> it, no, it's great. It's it's so much fun. And it's great working with Arya. He's, he's such a pleasure to work with. And he's really funny. Um... Uh, so, you know, because he and I were together most of uh, uh, both Muppet Babies and uh, the Cupid problem. What Cupid problem? And um, he, it, no, it's so great. And I think a large part of that, even before it's revealed that I'm a fairy, because during my, my fairy episode, you know, I come in uh, with the the D&D &D book of monsters and you know, he and I have been playing D&D &D together. And I yeah. think a lot of that comes from 
you know, Landon being the outsider that he is, both as like a phoenix and the only one of his kind, but also just, you know, other than his connection with Hope, kind of being on the outskirts for the most time. And so, you know, even before Wade realizing he's the only fairy, I think that's what kind of drew he and Wade together was was that kind of, you know, isolatedness, I guess. Um, but now especially them two being you know, each individually the only one of their kind just kind of brings them even closer in together, uh, let alone the fact that we both also have wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Even though he can fly and I haven't flown yet, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But no, it's, 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 um, it, I, I'm a huge fan of that. And we have so, we have a lot of fun working together. It did, there was one scene that we had to do several takes for because we're also both nerds. He and I both actually play D&D in real life. Not, we haven't played together, but separately we both play. And um, so we're both big nerds. And when we were filming that scene, when I come in, you know, and I'm telling him about the Korean and, and you know, he says something like, wait, I thought you said it was a vi- invisible. And I say, not to fairies. I accidentally put, a, put it in his head that I kept reading that line like Emperor Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith when he says, not for a Jedi. And so that's all I heard was not for a fairy. So I would say it and we would both just start laughing. So we had to do uh, a couple different takes for that one. Awesome. It's awesome. It would have been so fun, like just the fact that that um, Wade and Landon had this friendship, but kind of see like the beginning of that friendship, yeah. like how it kind of how you guys both kind of sought each other out. Because like up until that episode, we didn't really see Wade with any friends too much. No, yeah, I was just kind of around. I we we had all because we put in a lot of of like what we're doing in the background and whatnot. And so Landon, whenever he and I would be together, it would always kind of be like a, a, a not reluctant support, but like a, I, I get it, dude, uh, kind of thing whenever I'm like shot down or whatever. Um, but I'm trying to remember uh because that was all with quincy i guess yeah I, I i had those those scenes with quincy with the um video camera and then of course <laughs> i'm remembering now my my uh when i'm in my um halloween costume uh, or the the um 80s yeah the 80s party um when i'm dressed as uh uh, uh magnum pi and he That's runs true. up looking for uh protection yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's like that to me was he and i knew each other we were already friends at that point and so that's why he was like excited to see me like hey a friend yeah you don't have one (laughs) (laughs) i remember texting my, my again my buddy joe i was like um, yeah, I'm in one scene this episode, and guess what it is? Like, <laughs> my whole presence in this scene is to make this joke, <laughs> and I loved it. I was so, I was so, it was, 
especially my little bit with Thomas afterwards was so difficult because it was I was just so giddy. It's so funny. <laughs> That, that was such a good scene. I, the whole, I, episode five, we're a little like, eh, on. <laughs> but like the scene with Landon running around with the song in the background, that was so much fun. Actually, here's a, here's another, uh, just funny, my take on it. So um, I read, the, the first thing I read was just, uh, uh, you know, I kind of flipped through it and saw what lines I had so I could start working on those. And then I started reading it and I was like, okay, so, you know, Sebastian comes up and he says, what I need is a friend. And so I was thinking like, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to like, he's going to, you know, freaking take me over or whatever. We, we didn't know much about Sebastian at that point. Maybe he's going to, um, uh, uh, um, shoot, I was just watching Vampire Diaries, uh, uh, look oh. into his eyes, compel no. me. Yeah. Um, he was uh, maybe he was gonna compel me and I was gonna be like doing some bad stuff. Cut to I read the bit where Thomas or Sebastian shows up again with blood on his mouth. And I had this brief panicked moment on set where I was like, Do I die? Yeah, I remember. I, I, yeah, I thought you died too. I, I remember. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was like, Am I am I dead? Like, is this it? And so I, I was talking with someone and I was like, I think I died. And it was one of the writers of the show. I was like, do I die in this? And of course they already knew my fairy episode was coming up, but I didn't know yet. And so they just told me, they were like, no, you're, you're not dead. Don't worry. We, we have plans for you. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Right, good. I guess I'm not dead. You're famous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this kind of correlates with the last question. Um, it is, what is your favorite weight in Landon Two? Wait, uh, either either the one with, with in 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 when uh, I go into the bedroom, his bedroom with the D and D book, or I also really liked, uh, of course, the scooter scene. But the first one that pops into my head is when he's trying to fly on the trampoline. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> for two reasons one that was just really funny just watching that all happen um but then also that's my favorite outfit from the show i loved the one i was wearing with like the scarf and the jacket that was my favorite so i just enjoy thinking of that time because i always whenever whenever we went whenever i was going into uh wardrobe to get fitted for the next episode i was like can we bring that scarf back like is this still winter can i can i pull that out um but yeah i love that and and I mean, the the big, big kind of moment for me next to the fairy wings, because obviously that's a fantastic reveal, but the most challenging scene for me was the one right before that when I'm sadly playing foosball by myself. Well, yeah, that's and, my favorite scene. Yeah, no, it was, that was, uh, again, I give so much credit to America Young for, for her direction during that. Um, but that was, I think, the biggest kind of connection between Wade and Landon when he like actually started kind of believing me. And even though his attempt at getting everyone to chant my name didn't work, he still, he got me, you know? Yeah. And so that I think is what made Landon and Wade more than just D&D &D buddies. Um, yeah. Cause that's probably, that's probably what it was, you know, thinking of our backstory is, someone had a like D and D sign up sheet on a wall and he and I were both nerdy enough to sign up. Um, 
but yeah probably I, I think the foosball scene or that uh trampoline scene would be my favorite uh wade landon scene i love knowing that landon has friends because like i mean normally he's just with hope which yeah. i mean totally cool with you sure. know this is a handon group but yeah. um just knowing that he has someone other than hope as a friend and someone that he can kind of like go to say if like him and hope are fighting or hope's busy you know saving the world or whatever <laughs> um just <laughs> you know as per usual as yeah she also, often is <laughs> you know, but also just like that moment when um, he almost sacrifices himself for Wade, it really shows like how deep Landon's heart is and like that he would do this. I mean, we knew he would do it for Hope, but to do it for his friend as well, you know, and I mean, Landon gets a lot of hate, but uh, he is an amazing character and yeah. like just that moment was just so touching. And it's, and you know, because we also think like, yeah, but he's a phoenix. He'll be resurrected. But he's still dying. He's still getting the crap beat out of him by this Kareem. Like, you know, it's not, he's not, it's not a for nothing thing. Um, yeah. No, yeah, and absolutely. still seeing him die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She sees him die like every episode. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's unpleasing being behind you. Can we just have them be happy with this? Every episode. We need every an character episode where Landon doesn't every, die. Yeah, <laughs> that's we that's the next episode we need is we like keep waiting for a monster to show up, but none does. So we're just like, all right, beach trip, like sure. And we just like hang out all yes. day. And stuff, I, you know, the real monster episode. was the friends we made along the way or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we need to pitch that. That, that needs that just one episode. One episode of just like no one no one fights no death 20 or like or how about you know we just have where like the monster is like we have a monster quiz coming up like oh man we gotta study hard or something like that you know or a, monster, like just no a monster that makes everyone happy like, yeah, like a good monster i mean that was kind of santa claus wasn't it and then or, or uh krampus it yeah. made everyone yeah. jolly and gleeful we got hope but we didn't get to see what everyone would have wished for. We only saw, like, we know we know Santa brought Landon to Hope because, I mean, like, how else did he get there? Right. Come on. Um, Caleb got his car. Yeah. You know, Josie got the the uh, thing for her dad. But, like, right. what else did other people, like, what would have Wade asked for? Oh, what would Wade have asked for? Um, let's see, because what, what episode was that? That was, eight, like, eight, nine? Eight. 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 Um, what would Wade have asked for? I don't know. Wade, honestly, probably then Wade would have probably asked for friends or for people to remember his name. <laughs> but so, okay, so in that case, if Wade asked for friends, Santa brought Landon home for Hope and Wade. Exactly. Yeah, see? There it is. <laughs> I just love, just love the scene that you made, the, they were recording for Lizzie's funeral. And you're like, <laughs> she said hard pass. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Literally, <laughs> I, I killed myself laughing with that. That was hilarious. Oh, we we died laughing making those. Like it was because we, we did we did mine and then uh sewing which uh played by you know my friend Katie Carpenter and, and of course Ben's part. Um it was it was so ridiculously funny doing those. Um and and if if they if they could have just 
used all of the different takes that we did, <laughs> but like tried to make it look like different people, like just Ben with a wig or whatever. Um, oh man, those were so entertaining. I loved, I loved <laughs> filming Do you ever those. Just like read the script and and just laugh. Like, just oh think, yeah. Like, but this is so out of the box and just like kill yourself laughing because. How do they come up with this? Oh no, absolutely. We have some fantastic writers. Um, uh, uh, Penny Cox and uh, Cynthia Darkwa especially are so funny. And um, they, uh, just whenever we get scripts, especially during the table reads, because you can read something and it might not read incredibly funny, but when we're doing the table reads, everything's just kind of amplified humor wise like we don't do the serious scenes as terribly serious during the table read everything just always has like a touch of humor to it and which makes it uh all the more funny when we start filming it because that's all we have in our heads i would love to be a fly on the wall during those table reads <laughs> you know a bystander that would be so much fun <laughs> Actually, one of the points of it out back to episode. What was the keep it episode? It was eleven. Eleven. Yeah. 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 So you're talking about how you're like you know you were in the scarf and then I like, guess the jacket and then I guess Aria was wearing a jacket and then like you cut to a few scenes later and then you see Quincy and Olivia in a pool. Yeah. Okay. So this I want to shout out my girl Olivia for because this not only was this uh, uh, episode set during winter times, but it was also filmed during winter times. And so the pool was uh, heated and they were in the hot tub at, at that one certain point. Um, but it was, it was not heated in real life and she really was wearing the bathing suit she was wearing. You could see it on Quincy's skin. He had like goosebumps yeah. and it's like... It was a cold time. It Why was would they a cold do that? Dedication. <laughs> There, yeah, every time they called cut, whenever they called cut, Olivia would just run out of the pool in like right next to the heaters, put on like three robes. Like she's she's a champion for doing all that, and you know, looking the way that she does without shivering or yeah. you know acting freezing. They're they're both their champs, absolute. Absolute geez. I just found that hilarious. Speaking of the same the same episode, okay, I wanna go back to, to the glitter because <laughs> was Let's. that like was it CGI'd in or did you actually have something that you were spitting out or <laughs> Yeah, so they for like weeks leading up to this, when the script had been written and we started planning it out, um our uh props and, and monster department started making a, a glitter because obviously I couldn't just put glitter in my mouth because it's like highly toxic and dangerous if you inhale. Right. And so they were making this thing that I could like put in my mouth and spit out and they just weren't able to get a, a, a the right kind of substance that would look right but wouldn't be harmful. So they just used CGI but <laughs> I don't mind calling him out like this because he thinks the story's funny too. Um, so all I was doing was I just stood there and I just went, oh, and just made <laughs> a vomit sound. And that was the day that my parents were on set. And so we did a few takes of that. And then I go back behind the monitors and my parents are like, you know, great job. That's so funny. And my dad was like, great vomit noise. And I was like, 
that's how you sound when you vomit, dad. Like <laughs> there was one day when my dad had like some sort of flu or whatever and he came home and he like, you know, he, he was honking in his car and I like helped him inside and he looked pale as a ghost. And I was like, you all right? You want to sit down? He was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. <gasps> Just did exactly what I did. And so I was like, I got it from you, dad. I got you it helped, from watching you. Help you helped me in this scene, dad. You helped me in this scene. <laughs> My biggest inspiration. It makes me wonder, has Wade never thrown up before though? Like, right? <laughs> can you imagine being a child and throwing up and you're like, I'm throwing up glitter. This is That's, normal? No, I think I just figured I've never seen anyone else throw up before. I'm right. just like, no, doesn't everyone just throw up look like that? <laughs> okay, it, I have one more to, question please. about the fairy thing. Is when, when he said that he was a fairy and do you sing? Because he said that fairies like to sing. Do you sing? Yes. No, I love to sing. Um, I uh, uh, Before quarantine, I was at a different karaoke bar at least two to three times a week. Um, one of the first things I did when we started filming down in Georgia was I found the nearest bar that had a karaoke or an open mic night. And I was there every week and I would always like I'm leaving set and of course everyone's exhausted and I'd just be like hey y'all want to go do karaoke and they're like no not now no so no I I, I love I play guitar and ukulele and, and um uh yeah karaoke is that's my second love if I could make a career out of karaoke I would well you know if you ever want to do a live where you're singing and playing guitar <laughs> We'll see. Hey, I said I sing. I didn't say I sing particularly well. But we'll also, see. that means that, you know, I really hope that Wade is in the musical episode. And he is. Oh, yes. We'll see. We'll see. I am like stoked for that episode. I cannot wait for that episode. So here's the thing I don't know because I, I try, I'm all constantly terrified that I'm going to say something that we haven't aired yet. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to reference, oh, you know, that one time with the, you know, freaking shark man or whatever. And everyone's like, wait, shark man. <laughs> and so I was like keeping it mums the word about this musical episode. And I don't I don't know who said what, but apparently it's it's out there. But I am not confirming nor denying the existence of a musical episode, just to cover my bases. <laughs> it's okay, it was already on like TV line or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like an like a, okay. a Brett and Julie talked about it. So. Oh, okay. Well then cool. Yeah. If Brett and Julie say it, yeah. then yeah, freaking <laughs> like, But I mean like I love musical episodes, so this Oh yeah, episode, well then I'm you just... won't you won't you hopefully won't be disappointed i think i want i'm i'm not even because that's one that obviously we couldn't air because we couldn't finish yeah so um we'll have to uh come back to that whenever we start filming again um like episode 11 of the first season which is the talent show episode it's my absolute favorite one because oh yeah i love i love all of the songs i mean i love i mean Chris has an amazing voice, and I was it's like, "It's stupid, just, man! It's stupid." I, He's so I good. I could listen to him all day, 
honestly, I could listen to him all day. Like the fact that he sang in the in the Christmas episode was just like, okay, Ooh, yeah. And, Keep and you know what? Just just release the soundtrack because I will that buy scene. It. What what got me was the scene um, uh, during Lizzie's funeral with him and Ben. <laughs> with him and Ben. Oh my gosh, that was. I, I could not keep a straight face while filming yeah. that scene because one, they're both really good, but then they're both trying to like one up each other. It was too much, man. You, you know, I, I do love that scene, but what, what I'm kind of disappointed about that scene is that in the pamphlet that is made for Lizzie's funeral, it says that Aria or Landon is supposed to sing for Lizzie. And it's just like, we could have gotten a chance of hearing Landon <laughs> sing again. And like, yeah. And that's, that's tying in. I love, um, you know, in Landon's bedroom, the set for Landon, Landon's bedroom, he's got his guitar. And so whenever we're in that building that we film, that, you know, his set is in and whatever else we're doing, I always try and go grab his guitar. Um, and I've gotten in trouble more than a few times of saying, like, I'm going to Landon's room. I'll be in Landon's room and then they look for me in Arya's like dressing room and they're like you said you would be here I was like no I chose my I don't mean him I mean his character I play guitar no it's stupid how how good Ben and Chris and Quincy are yeah I I know there that's and then Kaylee with her voice and oh yeah no don't oh my gosh and I mean Landon's song to hope is my favorite that my all-time favorite scene like of the whole series but um i i want i want danielle to sing like that's that's yes, my biggest it. like idea if favorite, anything could happen it would be danielle singing my favorite is in episode nine of season one which is the nightmare nightmare episode where yeah, quincy yeah the jam session yeah quincy caleb or quincy chris and aria are in the bedroom and they're like Aria's playing guitar, and um, yeah. Hey, sorry, y'all just froze on me. <laughs> Where did we lose you? What, what was the last thing you heard? You, yeah, you saying um, um, you loving uh, uh, Landon's song for hope. Oh yeah, and, and then, then everyone's I, face is just froze. <laughs> I said that um, if if I could have a wish for the music episode, it would be for Danielle to sing. There, it's yeah. Um, I I talk of mostly of the guys because I you know I hear, listen to them on Spotify, but no Kaylee as well, incredible singer. It's it's yeah. Uh, yeah. you know and she and that's like her background. Um, uh, Danielle as well. I, I just want all of us to sing. Can we? I want us yes. to redo that. Um, uh, um, oh shoot, what was that like Live Aid song? Like, do they know it's Christmas after all? Like just that with. All of the students of the Salvatore <laughs> School. I, I, Danielle doesn't normally. She, I know she's not like as a fan of like singing because she's like nervous and stuff. Yeah. So have you heard her sing? Like not for the episode. I just mean like like you know Offset or whatever. I must have. I feel like I've heard her sing like just just casually. You know, like maybe walking down the hallway or something like that. Um, but there, what we we not really like a, a a a big moment. I don't know. So it will be as much a surprise to me. Um, should uh, should we do 
uh, again, a big musical number. <laughs> she said in one of her interviews that she wanted Hope to sing to Landon. So like, that's, that's what we're going on. Perfect. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh well, yeah. Um, is, yeah, go ahead. I was also saying that uh, in episode nine of season one, uh, there was a scene between uh, uh, Quincy, Chris, and Aria. And they're like in the bedroom and they're just singing like this little like freestyle or whatever. And that was like probably one of like, I remember that. Yeah. Things in the world. And I was like, yeah. No, oh, it's so great. They're all musically like talented. They're it's crazy. Blessed. They're musically blessed. <laughs> it's just to have the whole cast. So like, not only can they act like you guys are all just so phenomenal, but like have all these like extra hidden talents too. Yeah. Right. And- it's really cool. We're it's really lucky. cool, like, especially when you, like, don't know these things about these people. And then suddenly, you know, like, someone starts juggling and you're like, holy crap, okay. <laughs> we, need, we, know, we need more of that, more like the hype. Because I know, like, in the first season, like, Chris and, and uh, uh, Quincy would, you know, do some lives when they would show some of that stuff. And that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Hopefully we'll get it again. <laughs> Quincy, yeah, Quincy, Quincy used to do lives where he would just like, because like his entire album, I know his entire album by heart. And um, he would just sit, we, we, he did one live where he just sat there and he played his entire um, uh, album. And then he had to go off to, uh, to makeup or something. And he just sat, he just kept it on while he was in makeup. And everybody just stayed there and listened to the album like over and over <laughs> again. And I was there for that, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're we're dedicated. We're we're exactly passionate. <laughs> you know? Also, we're really starved for content right now, yeah. so. <laughs> because it's been way too long. It's been almost, you know, more than six months. It's Maybe. been a minute. We miss our show. We miss all of you guys. Yeah. yeah. We miss all of each other too. <laughs> <laughs> We miss, I miss, look, I, I mean, it's still going on. Like, it was especially happening during the first few months of quarantine, but it's almost like every day I'm remembering something that I miss. And it's like, I miss, you know, friggin' coffee shops. Like, I miss just going somewhere and just sitting down for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So it'll, it'll just make it all the nicer when we do get back to things. Yeah, hopefully soon. Well, I mean, the there was that thing saying possibly October, but I mean, I guess it depends on. Yeah, yeah that's still. On everything's kind of up in the air, yeah. 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 <clears throat> the next question is: Is there any other character on the show that you would like to interact with? Mm. Uh, well, like I said, I've gotten to interact with everyone um, at least a little bit. Uh, you know, and again, my like our our squad is is the same from Tea with Karen. Like, I love working with Ben and Olivia and Karen. So the more I can interact with them, great. Um, uh, but also, um, uh, anything I haven't had too much one on one time with, or Wade hasn't had too much one on one time with Lizzie or Josie, other than like their brief kind of interactions. Um, and, you know, I love working with both of them. So hopefully we'll get to have more time with, uh, with Wade Lizzie, and them. Lizzie and Wade scenes would be so much fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they, especially like, cause you know, Wade's, Wade's coming out of this, like, you know, 
period of of like self-deprecation and and of like other deprecation um and so like i want like her and him to just have like a sass off because wade's not putting up with her crap anymore that's that's what i'm going for i i liked like in the the hallway with you with episode 10 where she was like her and hope were just really really snarky to wade and landon and then, you know, she was just like, oh, no, that was all me. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Then that's just, again, a credit to the writers. Some of this stuff is so great. It is. I, I just, I laugh so much. It, I, we just love the show. It's, they're amazing. Back, I, back to, what episode was it? What episode was Lizzie's uh, funeral? 16? 15. No, 16. 16, yeah, because it was when, when it was the fairy tale end. Yeah. When... Yeah. When you were doing the film, the, the the videotape, and you went like that or whatever with your hand, was that in this? Was that in the script or was that just you? It was. Uh, it, it was. Um, it, the lines were in the script, but you know, I was doing like a light uh, Lizzie impression when I first read read it, uh-huh. and uh, you know, the director I think it was Michael for that episode just said like just go do full Lizzie right there. And I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> and so that's where the whole, that whole thing came oh, from. That was I was awesome. just tapping into my inner. I laughed inner so Ruski. hard. I laughed so hard. It was hilarious. That was, I, I loved all like the whole Lizzie stuff in that episode. Like Danielle pretending to, or hope pretending to, or Lizzie pretending to be hope pretending to be Lizzie. No. Yeah. No. That, Lizzie and, pretending to be hope. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Just, Danielle then, pretending to be Lizzie, pretending to be Hope. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. And I told her it was it was really cool watching that because she nailed it. <laughs> she did. She did. It was it was so funny to see her playing that character when we're so used to her playing like her character. Exactly. Hope is so not like that. Even when she was infected with the slugs, Hope wasn't like that. Right. And then just to see the reaction of the students around. Like and they didn't even clue in that that wasn't that that wasn't hope. It was like, man, hope's and acting wish, weird today. I wish there was a scene with Wade and and hope and, and I'm doing quotations in that scene to kind of see like because you like Wade had seen through the Corrine, but like right. just to see like if he would have noticed that you know hope is acting weird. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things that I can't remember who pointed this out. Um, but, uh, you know, me and, 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 uh, the sewing witch on the show, Katie, who, who records a, a, a bit or a, a tribute. And then of course goes on stage and actually says nice things about her, you know, her and I just came up since we were sitting next to each other at the funeral, we just came up with this like headcanon of like, oh yeah, Wade and sewing witch. Like I, I got in a fight and I cut my wing and she had to stitch it up. And like, that's why we're together there. But someone pointed out that earlier in the episode, Sewing Witch and uh, a Flirty Witch, Hannah, um, were talking about bringing dates. And that's when... Yeah, they were. Yeah. Hope, or Lizzie acting as Hope, got, like, upset. Like, you guys are bringing dates? Cut to, I'm sitting in between Flirty Witch and Sewing Witch. And it's like, oh, so they were bringing date. They were bringing just... <laughs> they both were bringing weight. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, um, the Wade's got game then, you know? It's, yes, it's I, the Wade. You know, 
hey, you the know wings what? Are brought Chicks did the wings. They want the, they want, they want the fairy. Okay. What was your reaction when you found out Wade is a fairy? Shock. <laughs> I remember I was standing in the doctor's office. I was waiting in line for like a just a physical or something. And I was reading the scripts that they had sent me on my phone. And so I was just reading and I was like, okay, you know, I was wondering why I wasn't good at magic. Da, 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 and I think it's because I've mis- misdiagnosed. I'm not a witch. I'm a fairy. And then they called Elijah Moore. And I was like, <laughs> and just... <laughs> kind of was in that like so like during the the doctor's appointment they were just like you know you i'm like yeah no i'm all right i'm good and i uh, i um told uh, uh my uh which uh, i don't know i might get in trouble for this whatever i told my boss at the time because i worked part-time on a food truck back when f- working was possible um and he's he's you know a huge supporter of my acting career and when i told him Cause he's like one of two people I told before the episode came out. And when I told him that I was playing a fairy, he was just like, this is the happiest day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, because I had no idea what it meant. I didn't know what, especially when I first learned it, I was like, Tinkerbell was in my head. But then reading through the episode and I was like, oh dang, like I'm fighting the Kareem. Like I'm saving... I'm, or I'm, you know, standing up for everyone and, and all that. I was, you know, at first I just had that shock of like, oh, wow, that's new. But then, you know, I, I take huge pride in it. One, it's really cool just being the only one of any kind, yeah. you know, fairy or, or phoenix or whatever, you know, having that kind of, uh, I guess, responsibility of being the only one was super, super cool. Um and uh, I also got a lot of DMs from people asking fairy-related questions. Like, what type of fairy is he? Is he a fae? Is he this? Is he that? And I have no idea. I don't, I don't know my fairy mythology all that well. Um, but no, it was, it, at first it was shock, but then it was, it's, it's immense pride. I love it. And I still have friends that will come up and they'll just be like, hey, what's up, fairy? And it's, it's, it's not, it's a a loving, it's a term of endearment, but I always warn them. I'm like, Hey, just so you know, if someone here doesn't know I play a fairy on TV, that's going to sound very different to them. Right. (laughs) But yeah. um, Sorry, go ahead. Um, Like the whole thing with the whole thing. I like that they brought a fairy into this show. Because, um, obviously, I watched, you know, The Vampire Diaries and the originals before I watched Legacies, and it's like, yeah, those shows are great, and, but it focuses on, you know, the three main supernatural creatures. Mm. What I love about Legacies is that it goes past that, and they aren't afraid to, you know, bring in these monsters, and then bring, you know, a phoenix in, and then bring a fairy in, and I think it's just, like, so cool that they decide to do that yeah and we, um, get, we get in there you know it's it's again if you're a fan of like fantasy or fairy tale creatures like we probably got one for you we had a unicorn yeah which was awesome yeah, yeah. 
but I'm so I'm kind of like the theorist of the group. Like I try to come up with like all the theories. So when I rewatch the show multiple times to try to like pick up what the writers, because there's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff in the show, and try to pick up what the writers are are like, you know, where they're going eventually. And I always try to figure out like why they introduced the fairy. There has to be a reason why they introduced the fairy. And so like coming up with all these theories, like, um, you know, now that he's a fairy, is, is that how like Landon wakes up or whatever? Like, is it somehow like connected to that or, mm. you know, something like, like, why is there a fairy? You know, it's cool that there's a fairy, but there's gotta be a reason why there's a fairy. Right. Well, my lips are sealed. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not asking you for anything anyways, but um, it's just like my, my brain, like they, they all, they're all tired of my theories. No. Oh no, <laughs> I, I love it. I love like, especially on the, on the, the Legacies Reddit, like just going to like the fan theories page because some of the stuff I, I read and I'm like, ooh, that would be really cool. I don't know if we're going to do that. And then others are just so absurdly outlandish. And I love it too. Like it's just, yeah. it's fantastic. Just the, the kind of passion that people have for for our little show. I think it was it our second episode that we did the theory episode. Mm-hmm. So we did a theory episode um, mm-hmm. for our second podcast, and it was like about the prophecy and like about you know other things and stuff like that. So that's kind of I I don't normally like write down my theories. It's usually I just tell them and then we say it in the podcast. Right. But. Um, um, I, I should go on Reddit and read some of the theories there and then maybe just post some of my own. <laughs> so it's great. always and fun trying to figure it out. Oh yeah, no, that's because uh, again, like tying it back to Lost, oh my gosh, the fan theories that surrounded Lost when it was like airing on TV regularly was was insane because that show had so many different layers and so many like people would like take what one book a character is reading and draw like an entire conclusion from that. It's, it's so great. I love stuff like that. And that's the thing too, is like the writers put these things in, like for instance, um, in uh, episode five, screw end game, Josie's eighties outfit was um, from say anything. And that was a throwback to the vampire diaries when they had their eighties dance. And Stefan had mentioned something about say anything to, um, to Rebecca. So it was like, you know, and I've been rewatching Vampire Diaries too. And, and there's so many like reused lines or like reused kind of like moments. Throwbacks and. Yeah. That they bring in. Um, And then even like little things that they do, like in episode 11, when Hope says, you know, about having to choose between someone else and um, saving him. And then, you know, two episodes later, she has to do that. Yeah. And so it's like, like, I am just like trying to soak up everything that I can <laughs> to try to figure out like what's going on, like seeing all these flashbacks that, or like um, watching the vampires and then seeing and going, oh, hey, that happened in Legacies. <laughs> like, where they did that in Legacies. Yeah. There, I mean, this was, this was great. It's like as much passion as the fans have, like, you know, the writers and especially like, you know, Julie and Brett, like they love this stuff too. Like that's, that's kind of their bread and butter is tying things back in together. And it's fun with legacies because now they kind of get to open up that whole world that they created or that Julie created and gets to like, like Brett had his merman, which I yeah. mean, you couldn't have done in originals or vampire diaries. So like yeah. doing that in legacies is just, 
you know, it's kind of like the sky's the limit. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's why I, I really like that I'm on legacies, like as opposed to the originals and, and, and Vampire Diaries. Don't get me wrong, because I'm still watching through Vampire Diaries for my first time and I'm loving it. But it, it's like what you said, like things are just, we, anything is possible. We can have whatever, you know, kind of monster or creature or whatever we went on that may not have fit into the originals or vampire diaries yeah so it kind of really opened up their like imaginations and, oh yeah and like okay we're gonna have this and this and this and it's all gonna work out this i mean even having a phoenix I, <laughs> you know that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah it's great Rob, all right that's the next questions yeah um so these are the kind of like just life questions. Um, what Jeez. is your favorite Disney movie? Gosh, uh, we love Disney growing up and, and still now. Um, my go-to is Tarzan. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love Tarzan. If only, cause I love Phil Collins. I got to see Phil Collins in concert last year and I'm still buzzing. Like. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I watched that movie as a kid. That That is a really good movie. Oh. <laughs> Soundtrack is crazy, guys. Oh, yeah. gosh. It's it's one of those where it's like, you know, Lion King. When it's like, you know, they could have they made a soundtrack for this and it would have been fine. But every song on that soundtrack is a banger. Like, yeah. <laughs> Son of man, I will get that's like one of my get hyped songs. Like I'm I'm driving to set or something and I'm listening to that. It's 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 fantastic. I also loved Aladdin. There was one oh. summer growing up where me and two of my sisters watched Aladdin every single night for the whole summer. Um uh I mean Little Mermaid Beauty and the Beast. I I love them. I'm a big fan of Disney. Um uh, but I, I think I think Tarzan takes the cake. Have you seen the the new Mulan yet? I haven't. No, no, I haven't I'm, watched it either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I, I mean, I'll throw that. We also we watched the hell out of the original Mulan. Um, again, talking of soundtracks, there's probably not a bigger get hype song than you know. Let's get down to business. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm 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 a. a Big, big old Disney fan. Even Little before they bought Star Wars. Yeah. Little Mermaid's so good. Under the Sea. Oh my gosh. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, uh, I have it tattooed on my arm. Like, I have an Ariel and a flounder tattooed on my arm. Like, that's oh. my <laughs> ultimate favorite. There you go. See, I don't have any ta- Tarzan tattoos, so I think you've got me there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have How to Train Your Dragon tattoo, too. But... You How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that was so good. I love Disney too, so that's I wanted to ask that question because I I love Disney so much. It's one of like it's my childhood, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great, yeah. Um, um, what is your favorite TV or Netflix show? Like, what is your like go-to show or? Oh gosh, um, I have so many. That's the problem. I have so many. Um. F- I don't know where to start, but I've, I've always had three shows that I just think are above 
like anything else. There's a lot of TV that I love and that I think is really great. But as far as like production and acting and writing and everything goes, the top three are uh, True Detective, specifically season one. Season one is great. Oh my gosh. Um, Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh. I, I just finished listening to Brian Cranston's autobiography and it's fantastic. And then um, the show, I think it's still on Netflix called Broadchurch that has uh, uh, David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. And it's, it's outstanding. They're all, I mean, I realize like my three top shows are all like super dark. Like they're really <laughs> heavy shows, but um, uh, you know, I, I, I also, as far as like comfort, like I just want to just sit down and like, like watching a, a cup of coffee. Um, there's a show, I think it's on Hulu now called the detectorists. And it's about a uh, metal detecting club in a small town in Wales, I think. And it's so obscure and it's so funny. And it's just like, it's so low stress. Like if stressful situations or whatever, if you're tired, it's like just sinking into a warm bath is this show. And I love recommending it to people because it's, it's just so great. But I, I love, I mean, I'm constantly like watching or, or watching a movie or, or TV or reading something. So I've, I have so many favorites. To kind of add to that, if you could only like rewatch one show over and over and over again, which one would it be? Oh, you made it more difficult, Robin. Um, <laughs> if I could only rewatch one show, I don't, I mean, Gosh, see, like, I would want to say, like, a Breaking Bad, but again, I'm rewatching heaviness all the time. I'm going to say The Office. Screw it. I'll rewatch The Office a million times yes. because it, it's mostly hysterically funny, but it also has, like, very sweet and sad and, and clever parts. Like, that gives you a nice, a nice kind of mix. Um, I'm, I'm going as, like, basic a thing as it is to say The Office. I'm doing it. Screw it. Hey, well, it's, it's, it's for you, right? It's not it's, for yeah, No, else. this is mine. Yeah, no one else has to watch it. I'm gonna. <laughs> mine would be Buffy. Buffy mm. is like my all-time favorite. I will watch over and over and over again without, so like... So good. Yeah. Can you guess, can you guess mine? Like, can you... <laughs> <laughs> the friendship have, show? They took friends off. They took the seven shows off, too. And I, I, thankfully, I got the whole box set for Christmas one year, so I have friends, but, like... <laughs> So you have friends. I have it. I have it, but yeah. Why would they take off Netflix first of all? But you know, I don't understand why anything leaves Netflix. But that's just because I don't. I don't know what the heck's. I don't. I'm in Canada. Like I'm in Vancouver. Mm. Um. So my Netflix is different from your guys's Netflix. So I don't get like we don't get Buffy. I don't get Legacies. I don't get like Vampire Diaries. I don't get any of it. So I have to order Prime. Like I I watch Vampire Diaries with Prime because that's the only way I can watch it. Legacies, I just bought, like, I just bought it on Google Play, so I get all the episodes. Sure. But, uh, it, I'm, I'm mad that Canadian Netflix isn't as good as American Netflix. Same <laughs> as Brazilian, we don't get it here either. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're in the same boat as me, Vid. Yeah, Probably you... worse, though, I think. Nash, go ahead. Oh, I was saying that they've taken up all the good shows. <laughs> Because they're losing all the rights to them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the big thing. Um, 
I I, uh, I just re- I don't know if it's on anything, but I'm also obsessed with the show This Is Us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really good. It's on Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu. It's yeah. I'm, I'm that's one of those shows where like I I think before I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this show. <laughs> this is fun. I'll watch it. And then I'm like heartbroken every time. It's like it's every so episode. good. Not only, I mean, it's sad. It's super sad most of the time, but it's just so good. It blows me away every time how good the writing and, and the acting and everything is. Um, okay, what is your favorite food? Come again? What is your favorite food? Food? Oh, um, I make a really good lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say it. I love lasagna. Um, me too. <laughs> I, me, yeah. I second that. I second that. Um, I think <laughs> I, my favorite. I, I, I like, cause like, you know, I, I love pizza and mac and cheese and all the, all the things that everyone loves, but lasagna is like pizza and that it's so customizable, you know, you can put whatever, whatever you want in there and I'm, I'm going to, I'm, that's it. I'm sticking to it. Lasagna. Yeah, I totally agree. Um. Okay. So we're going to talk about your tweet that you made um, a couple weeks ago about uh, your struggle with like body image and that can you, I don't know if you guys for the viewers, if you have read the tweet or not, but you should go to Elijah's Twitter and read it because it's amazing. And as someone who has also struggled with weight issues, like that was just, it, it touched me. Um, so could you, I don't know, talk about that, elaborate a little bit. You know, yeah, no, that's, um, Cause that's, you know, as, as I, I said in it, you know, I've been overweight for a while um, and probably because I like lasagna so much, but um, you know, that's been something that I've kind of dealt with since, you know, middle school or whatever. And, and it's always my, my mindset on it has always kind of shifted, you know, like whether it's, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of, a, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at or I wish I could lose weight or, you know, how, however I am, you know, I've kind of gone through those hills and valleys for as long as I can think of. And, you know, now, especially I want to say maybe in the past five years, it could have been longer. It could have been shorter just with kind of the, uh, a larger movement in body positivity on like you know the internet and social media and things like that and and you know just kind of loving yourself the way you are it's come to like two different points where you know there are are people that are saying you know love and accept yourself the way you are and then another group saying you know you shouldn't be fat you know you should be healthy and you should lose weight and whatever as if those are two opposite things and where I was kind of getting at with that is one just being open and honest and being like hey you know this is a struggle for so many people and you know I'm glad it was able to to relate to you and and I hope it you know related to others but you know there is a a balance of um or it is possible to believe you know I love myself the way I am and I'm happy with my body but I also know that I should eat healthier and I should exercise more. And, you know, those are two perfectly valid beliefs. Um, And I I really kind of got started thinking on this as of late because I saw there's a a clip you can watch on YouTube of 
um, the, I don't, I don't know if he's like a, a comedian or a political commentator or, or whoever, but Bill Maher um, did a, a thing on this very subject where he was saying, you know, how people are, are t- moving towards body positivity and it's okay to be overweight. And, and he said like, we need to bring back fat shaming and bullying because it's not okay to be overweight. And James Corden responded to that by saying, look, man, like, I don't know where you've been, but fat shaming and bullying haven't gone away. Like, that's still a huge thing. Yeah. You know, and if, if bullying and, and Bill Maher's thing of, of with that was like, if we tell people it's okay for you to be big, then they're going to be big their whole life. And Corden's response was, if bullying worked, there wouldn't be a fat kid in any elementary or middle or high school, you know, because they're still getting picked on and they're still getting bullied, even in our current, our current, you know, body positivity uh, uh, kind of time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was my, my big kind of reason for sharing that was saying, you know, it's like, I think, um, I know I heard this from Reese Witherspoon at one point. Uh, uh, she must have said it in a movie or, or, or I heard her say it in an interview or something like that of, you know, God loves us just the way we are, but too much to let us stay that way. And that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to like my health is I'm like, no, I do love myself and my body and I'm happy with it. But I also know that I'm not as healthy as I could be and I want to be healthier. And it is possible to hold both of those beliefs. How do you feel like, as someone who has struggled with weight issues, being like this character on the show that is so uh, watched by younger people and and being this like um, figure that they can relate to no i love it um i i I really do i was um because so much when you watch these shows that are targeted towards younger kids um everyone's fit you know everyone's very fit the guys take their shirts off and you 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 know they're, they're ripped um and so seeing someone like me, you know, someone of a plus size person on that show, I know I'm I'm sure a lot of people can watch and see something that they can relate to. And and that's particularly why, you know, I also wanted to make that that post was because should I get healthy and should I, you know, look, dream a dream, I'm ripped and have abs and muscle and all of that. Should that happen one, two, 10 years down the line or whatever? I would rather people say, look at what he was able to do because he wanted to, rather than, oh, they wanted him to be fit on the show, so he got fit. Right. And that's that's why I put in there, you know, I asked the creator or the some of the writers of the show, like, hey, do you mind? You know, like, is this, do you like me being this size? Is this kind of why you want it? Is that going to be a point down the line? Or can I get healthy? Is because, you know, I, I, I wanted to do it for me, not for, you know, not because someone said, okay, if you want to be in season three, you got to drop 50 pounds. Like, no, it wasn't anything like that. That's just the the decision that I made. Um, and, you know, as, as for right now, no, I, I, I definitely, I can feel that because I knew I recognized all of the 
larger characters in shows that I watched growing up. And I remember thinking, you know, like, oh, wow, that's, he's still doing it, you know? Freaking, this, I don't can relate to. Right. Sorry, you froze for a minute there. So <laughs> oh, I'm we sorry. Were you didn't oh, you're like, fine. Jump off again. No, 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 it's all right. You're no, all I'm good right. now. Where, where'd, you, where'd you lose me at? What, what was? I think we heard you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, no, it just froze for a second. Oh, okay, gotcha. But it was all good. And like, yeah, no. you, like I, I have a friend, she's called Alex, and she absolutely adores Wade and how you portray him. And she relates to him so much. And like, we like to thank you. Like, for, I, mean, I know that out there as a lot of kids that relate to Wade. So thank you for portraying him for us. No, thank you so much for that's, I mean, and, and even just going beyond Wade's image, uh, you know, and I've talked about this, yeah. you know, a lot with, uh, especially with America when we were working on that episode of coming from a guy who everyone forgets his name and he's ignored and he's made the joke of multiple times to everyone clapping and shouting his name going from there to there. Like I thought that was an incredibly powerful arc. And again, that's one thing that I could super relate to, you know, just having grown up, not being super, you know, popular. Um, And the yep. message in that too was really nice is that if you can have just that one person to believe in you, like yep. even just that one person who like truly believes in you. And I mean, in that sense, Landon was willing to risk his life for Wade because he truly believed in him. Absolutely. And just um, that message is that it, you don't need a full crowd of people around you to know your name. All you need is that one person who truly knows and believes in who you are. Back into with, um, um, the next episode when Landon asked for my help and he says, look, I believe you're, and I tell him, I say, um, you know, you believed in me. The least I can do is believe in you, you know? And, yeah. and it's just that kind of, you, yeah, exactly. Like what you said, you don't, you just need that, that good support system, whether it's a crowd of people or one person. I always, um, I always say this, like I go by this quote a lot. It's like, you don't need millions of friends. You just need one to act like a million. <laughs> it's like you have that one friend in your life that, you know, like that believes in you and, you know, trusts you and that one person you can go to or anything and you'll be fine. Like you don't yeah. need a million people. So yeah. that's all and that's, I, I, I feel that. And I love like sharing when I get, you know, either DMS or people tweeting at me or whatever, stuff like that, because, you know, that's, what what I, I love about this, you know, is, is the amount of people that I know this has reached and actually affected. Um, you know, I definitely kind of feel that responsibility towards, towards a lot of the fans. And, and again, just such a credit to uh, the writers and, and, you know, creators of the show for telling stories like that, you know? Yeah. It's nice that you can like, even if, if someone doesn't say that you've reached them, just the fact that you, you can reach them with the show and with your character and, and you know, with what happens, um, it's just like, you have no idea like who you could be affecting or, or saving almost in a sense, because they might just feel super alone and then, you know, see your character and be like, oh, wait a second, like, okay, you know, you as an actor are on the show and kind of living out this dream um 
and you know maybe it's something that you know I can do as well and not have them like give up on themselves because because of you as a character or you as an actor yeah that's that's that's, again something that I haven't experienced before legacies you know because again every all the other roles like I would have friends and family you know congratulating me and saying how cool it is and, and and all of that stuff but now to have a character to to play a character that affects so many people in in that way it's 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 wonderful i think that's why like i mean like us why we all love landon so much too um is because i mean in this whole universe there's not like a nice guy you mm-hmm. know and legacies really like breaks through that i mean having wade and having mg and having um landon in that they're you know they're nice guys like landon is so sweet and innocent and just like this pure guy and then wade is this you know is the same and they're both like geeky in their own sense and (laughs) like these amazing characters that people don't you you don't usually write as like your characters in a show because you want like the bad guy or you know whatever you know you have your Damon or your Stefan or Klaus or whatever and then in Legacies you know the main guy is Landon who is like you know grew up in a foster home and can relate to so many people with like abuse that he went through and um, life experiences and not really having a family and you know like his relationship with Raph and then now his relationship with Wade and his relationship with Hope and like having that um, ingrained in the show is so personal to some people mm. and it's so nice just to have the difference like a breath of fresh air to see like this this world that everyone loves so much that it's such an established world but they kind of like spun it on its head and made it completely different. And, and, you know, even though you have the monsters and stuff like that, the hardcore truth of it is like, you know, these people who are like real people, you know, real teenagers and, and people you can relate to because I mean, who can relate to a hundred and something year, year old vampire. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or a thousand year old hybrid. Like it's just, it's so nice to have these characters. Like someone could relate to hope, not so much like the tribrid side of her, but like just what she went through growing up. You know, people yeah. can relate to Landon, people can relate to the twins, um, or MG, you know, Wade, like all of them, like all the characters are so relatable. And it's just like, I, I think, I mean, that's part of the reason why I love the show so much. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize when I signed on quite what I was signing up for, you know, quite what kind of fan base I was joining into and, and what family I was, I was um, being accepted in. But yeah, seeing a lot of uh, the reactions to just what you were saying of, you know, finding people finding themselves in different characters is, is fantastic. And then to have people find themselves in Wade was, was even cooler, you know? Yeah. No, that's really cool. Uh, and I mean, I'm so happy that you came there on and you talked to us and we've been wanting to have you for so long. <laughs> no, this has been awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad y'all, y'all reached out and we were, we were able to hook this up. This was, this was great. And also I, I figure I should uh, mention this, that technically this is my first interview. So. Oh, that is so, well, we are so honored. We are so, yeah. so honored. No, it was, it was a pleasure. I, I had a lot of fun. 
Well, I really hope that maybe we can have you on again sometime. I'm and, sure we uh, can make it happen. Because we plan on keeping this going for as long as we can. So, <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. It's great that you're able to do this and that you found something just to kind of, uh, you know, keep keep hope alive. Um, no name pun Unintended. intended, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and keep kind of keep active and keep doing things, especially uh, uh, kind of during this time where we're all figuring out what the heck to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, having you on and having um, some of the other guests that we've had on, it's just been like, just to talk to you guys, it's just been so incredible. Like kind of your experiences and like, you know, funny stories on sets and stuff like that. It's just like, it makes us feel like part of the family kind of, you know, that, that you guys created. So, you know, thank you for that. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes, and it was so much you. fun. Yes, and thank you. Good to meet you all. Feel free to uh, you know tweet that photo if you want. <laughs> I <laughs> might need, DMs are always open. So. I might need to send it to someone and be like, "Hey, is this okay?" But if if it is, it'll. Please, I'll put it on the screen on the podcast or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, take care. Have a good right. night, and take we hope easy. to see Bye. you again soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Right, Thank guys. you guys for joining in. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Oh, okay. I'm gonna we hope you enjoyed Elijah because, like, that was amazing. He's yeah. so sweet. I like. He's so sweet. That was awesome. That was iconic. Um, I love how he gave us a little tease of, of a monster. Yeah. That yeah. Was gonna get, it better be my award. <laughs> so now, now when we, when the monster shows up, we're gonna. I'm gonna like text him or like not text him but like message him and be like okay was that the monster that you're talking about <laughs> was that the one <laughs> was that your fave every yeah. day so we hope you guys enjoyed this <clears throat> episode of the podcast make sure to like comment and subscribe for more the handy weekly content um we'll leave his social medias in the description you know if you already know you already follow him and we also have merch on our own personal Instagram. They'll be linked in the description below as well. Get to get your merch. Yeah, um, you see the poster behind Arlon's head? That, that's some you of can, the, I mean, you get that. that picture is some of the merch you can get. I mean, not the poster itself, but like the picture. And we have, wait, is the, is the merch one the only one with our faces, right? Or we still have the old design? Uh, yeah, I think that's the only one we have. I think it's the ceiling bases one and then the one with us. Yeah, the one with all of us. Our two yeah. choices, you know, finesse. All items of clothing and objects. Tap in. <clears throat> all right. Like, comment, and subscribe. Love yeah, oh, you guys. Yeah. How are you? Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.